0: Now, are you ready for the word this morning? Last Sunday morning, Pastor Hamilton blessed us and we are in April. The first Sunday in April. Can you imagine? It's the fourth month and uh, where things are running to. And uh, time is valuable. Turn to somebody say, time is valuable. Don't waste time. Now, now. Uh, Did I ask if you're here for the first time, just wave your hand this morning. Anybody for the first time, God bless you. Thank you. Wonderful. Everybody that's here, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And thank you that you're here this morning. We had a powerful 8 o'clock service. Tell your neighbor, say, please don't let Jesus come during school holidays and especially the last Sunday in the school holiday. And uh, next week we'll be packed and everything is happening. And uh, But we're excited what God is doing. And uh, this month we're going to speak about yielding to say to God, here I am. Now that's one of the most difficult words to use. And I just want to touch where last week, because nothing where we spoke about transformation, nothing happens until you change your mind. And I and uh, we need to manage our minds, and I'm going to help you to change your mind this morning and uh, in this service because it's going to lead to dangerous surrender. Say, dangerous surrender. Now, there are people in this ministry, 43 years, as long as I am in. Uh, Of this area, people come to the church. They are, they came young like me, and now we are, we were young and beautiful, now we are beautiful and recycled youth. And I had people that served the Lord 10 years, 20 years, and then they say, I was committed. Now, there's a difference between being committed and being surrendered. Because if I commit, I still am in control. I decide still what, how, where, and when. Help me somebody. It's the same in marriage. People commit to each other, but they live like cats and dogs. All these, oh, my leafy here on Facebook, oh, after the 15 and 20, most of it is lies. You're the sweetest little thing I've ever married. You're the sweetest thing, lovey. Because if there's not surrender involved, commitment can become dangerous. I had an uncle who was married years to my aunt. And what they discovered that he had a girlfriend they never knew about. And in front of the family, it was the sweetest two people. But she was driving the most beautiful car and live in a great apartment. And this is how the world is operating. While he, wa- he had a commitment, but he didn't ha- was in surrender. Now I see some people say, Here, Now I don't want to talk about marriage. I want to talk about how to yield. And before yielding can happen. I need to tell God, here I am. Now there's a scripture in the Bible that's very powerful because the word transformation, what we spoke on last month, the act or the process of changing completely. And we don't like changing. Help me. I served God since I know went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday nights, and my father preached and everything, and until I was invited to a Pentecostal little home and that night I discovered with all my church going i 'm lost i 'm a sinner i 'm going to hell if jesus doesn 't come in my heart and save me and that night I had to change somebody say change now now the, this is phenomenal because you need to change now. The only way, truly, to change your life is to change your way of thinking. We as human beings want God. Said God, "Help me." And God said, "I want to help you, but I'm actually more interested in that you will change your mind than just me supply your needs and then just get you out of the drama. Because if you don't change your mind tomorrow," You're going to be okay, but the day after, you're back in the old thought patterns. Come on, somebody. Because the devil is not your biggest enemy. It's the lack of knowledge that is a problem. And the Bible says that two places. Isaiah chapter 5, Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Now, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, is a phenomenal scripture that's going to help us And they're going to put up it there and they put the King James and we can read it. But I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Did you hear that? The world is in turmoil, in fear, because propaganda has been made about the covet, and covet is real. I mean, there's a lady, she's here, Courtney, she's got a testimony. She was in hospital, Courtney, I'm sorry that I just want to use it. She's a living testimony. She lost her husband and her son while she was also fighting for her life. This is real stuff, people, but we cannot be parked somewhere and wait for the world to dictate our performance. We are here because you're born anew, you're born afresh, you're born from God, you are born again. You are a new creature. The old things has passed away. And uh, we know for believers, heaven is just a graduation when we pass on. But this is the thing that people live in constant fear. And when Paul was addressing the church in the New Testament church in Rome, he says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. The New Living Translation, there is it. He says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. So God's got a the King James says a good, acceptable, and a perfect will for your life. That's what God has. God doesn't plan calamity and cancer and and uh, covet and 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 uh, accidents. God's not the planner of that. When when the plane I, I miss my connection flight. Uh, internationally, so it took me 48 hours to get here uh, two Thursdays ago out of the U.S. And when you go to the counter of Delta, they say, was this an act of God? They mean thunder and rain. Then they say it's an act of God, and if it's an act of God, we don't pay for a hotel. Now, Now, that's not an act of God. They're crazy. And a lot of people blame God of things that God is not guilty of. Because in John chapter 10, Jesus himself said, The thief, the devil, comes only to kill, steal, and to destroy. Now when Paul was addressing the church in in Rome, because what's the problem in the world that we live in? Insanity, craziness is doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. Albert Einstein said that. And that's what we do. We are in the circle and do it over and over and every time expect different. No, no, no. You need to break out of that. I collect sugar little baggies. Not because I'm a hoarder, but because there's always a message on it. And this message says, it's only after you step outside from your comfort zone that you begin to change, grow, and transform. Now, the world says that because this was Roy T. Bennett that said it, and he was not a spiritual person. So the, the, the scripture instruct us this morning, because here is the key. You have a plan for your life. Who's got a plan for his life? You have a, oh, some of you are living dead. Everybody's got a plan. If you're at a certain age, well, the old age home, no, they'll never get me there. And uh, whatever, and you know, I want to do that, and the next thing, and at that age, and this business, we all have a plan. But God also has a plan. What if God's plan doesn't line up with my plan? I'm going to have a major accident in this life. Because every person, and that's why the book of Laodicea, Lahu means human. <laughs> the book in Revelation, uh, the, the church in Revelation, that Revelation speaks about these rights. And everybody lives in human rights. It's my right. Now I have learned my right is not always to say it's God's right. And that's what scripture tells us. He says, be transformed, be changed. How do I got to change? Is by renewing my mind. Because somewhere in life, somebody made a remark about you. We live with a lie and keep on living with that lie. You're ugly. You're no good. You're fat. You're never going to make it. You're stupid. You're act. You. just like my older brother, uh, you know, Peristel. He's a... What is that? He keeps being in prison. And oh, you, you're using tablets. You're going to end up with drugs. And we keep on saying these things, putting lies in people's minds. And with that lie, they grew up. And they never thought anything about themselves. Now now this is why, why the battle, the war is going on. So why must I manage my mind? Quickly, three things because my thoughts control my life. Nobody think one thing and do another thing. No, 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 no. You do what your mind thinks. If you want to eat a hamburger, your mind said a hamburger, you don't buy a, a sausage roll. Both of them give heartburn. You're gonna buy a hamburger. And then you, 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 you actually describe, you say, a McDonald's hamburger. I don't eat McDonald's. Very rare. A McDonald's number six, I'll top it up with French fries and with a big worry-worry, what do they call that, smoothie, whatever the thing is. So you are detailed in your mind about your life. But God has a finer detail and and, uh, I've said it and I was counseling people on, on Friday and I said, and I've said it here, the wealthiest place is not the university, it's the cemetery. Because in the cemetery lies many books never written, many songs never composed, many messages never preached, many books never written, many inventions never invented, because people believed a lie above the truth. And the lie of Satan right now is people are on guilt, they are distracted from the original intent, and they have a long list of excuses. Now if we say we are in love with God, oh I serve. God I love God but you don't have time for God you are a liar because we want to impress people say sure I never heard that come out of you yeah because what happens when you're in love do this to your husband you want to be around the person all the time you don't have money but you make a plan you hand in that coca-cola bottles to buy a chocolate and you want to impress and you you steal somebody's roses on the on the stoop that was for Valentine's Day you say I'll just take one you'll do anything to the extreme now please don't go and steal the roses and said he said it but when it comes to God we lack a daisy. My headache, but you go and work with a headache. My pile, my hemorrhoid, but you go and work with your hemorrhoid. I hardly have petrol, but you're going to work with hardly have petrol. See, we have excuses are fabricated by Satan. And that's where people are trapped in. Now, the the reason I need to, because Proverbs 4.23 says, be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Second thing, why must I manage my mind? Because my thoughts are the battleground. That's where the war is happening is here. And I said it, I think, last Sunday in the Afrikaans service. Nobody is born a racist. Nobody is born with hatred. That baby just came out and the mother said, Oh, I carried you nine months. And he goes, Ah! And the nurse wants to touch him. He said, No! Don't touch me. Don't touch me. You don't look like me. No. I, you know, I've got legs like a... Because Marta carried me. She abba me on the back of her of her back with a blanket. I grew up in a small holding small farm. And my mother and father were working. Marta did that. She carried me. I was Peppa on her back. And I think sometimes she did this also, you know, if I'm thirsty. And, uh, okay, you'll get that later. But that's how nobody grew up. It's the poison that somebody puts in your mind. You cannot, impossible, it's never going to happen. You're just like your father. You're just like your mother. You're like your grandfather. I rebuke, I don't want nobody to look like me from my grandchildren. I want them young and beautiful and smooth and they're not a bishop. And this is the thing. Because my thoughts are the battleground. All temptations happens in my mind. You didn't drink out four liters of coke and then you say, devil, you did it. I said I'm not going to do it. Hold the bottle. See, this is the stuff we don't think about. Everything happens in your mind. Somebody can, you can be friends years with somebody, and somebody said, You know what she said about you? Immediately in your mind, you get so angry. And then you pass her, you don't greet her first. You wanna, Oh, you sweet, my friend, this is my friend now. And she wonders what's happening with her or him. She maybe didn't even say it. It's a gossiper that told the story. Guy came to gossip to me about me, and he didn't know it was me. And he told me stories that not God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Devil, or I know about. And as he told me the story, I said, "Die, Gustavus, I'm a devil." Said, "Man, he's terrible." Sure. Well, I told the story here. And his grandmother died two years later. And guess when I walk on the platform to do the funeral. We were still in that uh, conference center. He became the most uncomfortable person on the face of the earth. And then he said afterwards, why don't you tell me? I said, well, if I defend myself. He said, I found out it's all lies. Yeah, well. You need to. Three things why I must manage my mind. My thoughts control my life. My thoughts are the battleground. That's where Satan, he shoots the fiery missile into your mind. A thought, he works with the speed of a thought. Come on. If you get suspicious about your husband or wife, what do you do? You become paranoia. If he goes to the bathroom, you grab, grab his phone to see what's on there. Now he's, he, They do the new thing with the eye or the thumb. You wait till he sleep. You even feed him. Say, I'll stop now. Please go and sleep now. You look tired. Oh my word! Go and sleep. And when he sleep, you took his thumb to get the. You think it's not true? These things do happen. Or you open his eye to get the thing. You see, because your mind, what you think the most of. If you've been rejected, rejection will be a great thing in your life. My thoughts, the battleground, Romans 7, 23, living Bible. I love to do God's will so far as my new nature is concerned. But there's something else deep within me that is a, at war is at war, is at war. There's something deep inside of me that is at war. This is the living Bible that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave. It does what? Now this letter was not written to the heathen. It was written to tongue-talking Holy Ghost baptized people. They already gave their hearts to the Lord. And the man who wrote it wrote most of the New Testament. And he spoke about himself. He says there's another power within me that is at war with my mind. He says this power makes me a slave to the sin that is still Within me. Oh my word. He says in my mind. I want to be God's servant. The next verse. He says in my mind. I want to be God's servant. He said instead. I find myself still. Enslaved. To sin. Say it's all about the mind. Because your mind. You can be. You can. Pretend you're free and you can serve God. Uh, Or you of people that don't serve God, they pretend they're happy. But in their private life, my word, they are slaves. And when you're a slave of something, you never take the blame. You always say, There's another Gustav, it's Gustav, it's Tasha, it's Nolan, it's Miss Jean, it's Brother Ashley. We never say, I'm the problem. Help me. Now, now, that's why, by word, whatever gets your attention, controls your mind. There's a third thing, why I must manage my mind. Because it's the key to peace and to life's happiness. Well, if I can just get a wife, I'll be so happy. No, if you're not happy in yourself, she's going to be a crutch. But she's not really going to produce that great happiness that you need. You first need to be happy here. Before you can, hurting people will always hurt other people. Hello, I sat with couples. Then she said to him, you fark neck. I thought, what what the heck is happening here? You fark neck. You pork neck. And I think, my word. The reason she said that, she was hurt. She had hurts in her life. I Said with somebody, he said, "I don't trust my wife." I said, "How long have you been married? Twenty years." I said, "Why not?" He said, "Because my mother could never trust my my father could never trust my mother." So I said, Phew, "You are a slave of your past, and you need to be set free right now." Because he said, I think of divorce, if I can just get another one. I said, I, it's not going to work. That you have now all five and six and seven and eight and ten. I said, find yourself at peace with God. Change your mind. Get that slave mentality out. They're never going to use me. Ooh. I'm not good enough. I don't care if you have great one small break. If you yield to God, one person yielding to God is more dangerous than 50 preachers preaching without the presence of God. Because that's why Paul said, he said, there's a war in my mind. I had covered. And the biggest problem was not all the Stuff that's was happening, it was my mind. Because I've seen 255 pastors died. I had a sea scare. You know what's the first thing that comes? Your mind. Your mind start. Because when your mind gets out of things that you need to be focused on, Your mind will run all over with you. I know you are the sweetest people. Your minds are intact and and you never had this. It happened. It happened. And when these things, so what do I need to do? Satan works with the speed of a thought because he wants you to be unhappy. He wants you to have no peace in your life. You sleep unhappy, you get up unhappy and you make everybody unhappy. And you don't even know it. And we are in a war, a war of the spirit world. And there's a war of words going on. And while God said, You have the authority, the dominion, and the power to overcome every situation, you are called to change the world. Say, I am a world changer. Say, I'm a history maker. Say, I am a planet shaker. Say, I'm not going to be parked where I am right now in my mind. Come on, somebody. Say, I'm moving out of the slave mentality. Because truth will make you free. Now, there's three pillars that I need to build a healthy mind. Because if scripture instructs us, I must manage my mind. Listen, that by controlling my thoughts, that controls my life. Uh, My thoughts are the battleground and it's the key to peace, life and happiness. That's why I need to make three daily choices build up. Nobody has muscles overnight. There's a trainer. He can tell you. I've seen people with muscles like that. I asked the one guy. I said, let me just look at it. If you don't have a valve then stop at the garage and say, pump three bar. You know. It's a daily routine. (laughs) My word, you cannot just stuff anything in your mouth and think you're going to have muscles like that. At the moment, I have a 12-pack. It costs discipline. I bought this very expensive tablets and they lie to me again. You can drink these tablets and within so many weeks you will lose so many pounds. And you can eat just what you want. Now, the only thing that stuck in my mind, eat just what you want. 235 American dollars. And yesterday I was in the gym and I got on the scale and I said, You disidize that this some is, is a Volkswagen. You I don't want to see this. No, no. I don't want to see this. But it's not the scale problem. I have nice suits, so I tried to put on the one pants. You know, I was 36, 2017. And I said, this expensive suit, this was rubbish material. The thing shrinked because I let it be dry clean. I said, what the heck is going on? Now, I know you never had that problem. There's not a slim fit shirt that fits anybody. That buttons are fighting. they fighting to stay to this. They fight. They say, don't break me. Don't break me. Don't break me. Don't break me. Because I have a few slim fits there. They don't fit. And you see, this is the thing, family. There's a daily routine that I need to do. And I want to give you three pillars this morning to build your life on. If you apply these pillars, God is not a Sunday thing. It's a a seven-day-a-week thing. It's a 24-hour-seven. I love you, God, and I'm going to show you out of the Bible. And I'm reading the same Bible as you read it. and You're going to see it up there. A lot of people have in mind just a tenth of my time a month or a week belongs to God. You don't even sit through that tenth that you owe him. You will never value life until you lose a loved one. Or a wrong diagnosis that you don't want to hear. Then suddenly your mind spin. You don't worry about jobs and money and how wealthy and diamond rings and false teeth and whatever. You just think, by word, what must I do for my life? And that's what scripture is about. Because you can be a fabricated Christian. That's okay. That's okay. Or you can be a born again Christian. Three things that I need to build with. Number one, three choices I make. I must feed my mind with truth. Say with truth. Because as long as you feed your mind with truth, uh, that's why John chapter 8, 32 says, knowing the truth will set you free. Now it says, if you know the truth, that means also do the truth, then you will have freedom. I know a lot of people, they know what is right, but they still do the wrong. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. God doesn't want you a slave in your circumstances. Slave out of your childhood days. Slave of somebody's opinion. When we moved in Kreifontaine, we were poor. Very poor. Walked miles and preached. Then preachers will phone me and say, You're never going to make it there. Why did you send that God sent you to that stupid town? And I hated this town. I hated Kreifontein. We came here in December 1980. Because all what I knew most of the time was sorrow. The AWB hated me. Cut the brake pipes, turned the wheel nuts loose. I paid a price to have a multinational church. I paid the price. Put sugar in the petrol tank. Satanists came against us. And I had, the only thing I had was a word from God and to protect my mind. And I had to prove them wrong. Today this ministry impacted the world. If you say Fontaine in Germany, oh I know, I know Gustav or Loftal. You say it in Paris, in Madagascar, in America, all over, in the UK. They know Finland, Japan, Singapore, Malaysia, China, Costa Rica, Hawaii, Kazakhstan. People know they came from all over the world here. Because I had to get the lie out of my mouth. Overcome the system of the church world. To come in God's will. And that's why the three things I must feed my mind with truth. Because Matthew 4.4 4, Jesus said. Man shall not live from bread alone. From McDonald's and sourdough and hot dogs. But from every word. That proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every word that comes from the mouth of God. I've got a translation here. It says in New Living Translation. That's the one. Man. Who's got such a phenomenal brain there at the back? you read my notes. But Jesus told him. No, the script, that's to the devil. The scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. The other translation says, people will, their lives will not be sustained or upheld by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. This comes out of God's mouth. Listen, church. You can feed yourself with junk food and say, I'm going to be healthy. What happens? What happens? I loved green apricots, groen The problem with green apricots, with salt, they are phenomenal. But the result of that, is dangerous. You cannot cough or sneeze, you're going to have major accidents. Jy gaan brick mark a jy weet nog nie wat ek gesê het nie. And then I can, cannot accuse the apricot, because I overdid it. You can eat all the McDonald's, everything, and say, why am I so bloated? Why?" No, It seems I'm against McDonald's. No, no, I'm not. I, I don't like this stuff. When I go to a place and I say, okay, is it plastic chips or real chips? Then the the waiter said the other day, if I be honest, plastic chips, nothing, I don't want it. You see, people... Because as you, and that's how we feed our minds, you cannot feed your mind with rubbish and think you're going to be victorious and overcomer. Most people sit, I get messages, and the only thing they quote is Trump and Biden and uh, Cyril small nose, Rabapoza, and Mbeki, uh, and Mstuki, uh, and Mtafilki, and whoever what said. And what the news said. And now this is going to happen. And that thing. And they consumed with fear. Because they listened to the wrong source. If God brought you through till now. He's going to take you through. And I said Sunday night I was preaching. If you can break through. God's going to break forth for you. But you need to break through. Break through at the narrow mindedness and that patterns of thought patterns of hopeless cannot happen. Uh, We're we never going to have a baby. we never going to never start. A, no, stop that. But please, if you have a baby, just get married first. David comes with Psalm 119, verse 147, New Living Translation. He says, I rise early because when do I need to feed my mind? Daily. Say daily. He says, uh, I, I rise early to cry out for help. That word help means prayer. That's what David did. He says, and to put my hope in your words. In other words, I pray and I study your word early in the morning. I am what the word says I am. Number two. Lord, Psalm 1997. I love your word. And I think about it all day long. If I had to think defeat during the lockdown when we didn't have services and there's no income and the budget is over 700000 how did we make it? I think about God and I gave myself out of situations. God was faithful. Turn to somebody. God was faithful every day. What you see here is a drop in the bucket. We've built a town. We impact communities. They have just certain services up there. We do much more services on a Sunday. And David said, he said in Psalm 16:7, CEV translation, even in the darkest of night, your teachings fill my mind. He was constant that Saul wants to kill him. He's the next king. But Saul was demon possessed and tried to kill him. And David said, even in the darkest night, I think about you. Start thinking about Jesus. Start thinking how good God is. Because if you keep on thinking like the world, you're going to be in trouble. Second thing, second pillar. I must free my mind from destructive thoughts. I must first feed my mind, then I must free my mind. Because you can have a born again spirit. If your mind is messed up. Your whole life will be messed up. He said, she said, they said. I die is Stop that nonsense. You're unique. You're phenomenal. Created by God. And God wants you. Scripture says it. He says in this life. Think and act like Christ Jesus. It's in the Bible. I must free my mind from destructive thoughts. Because there's three enemies that's fighting with you every day. And it fights with you all the time in your mind. If you don't conquer them, it will drive you crazy. That three enemies, number one, is my old nature. That's what Paul said. Number two, it's the devil against me. Number three, it's the world around me. That's why Paul says in in, in Romans chapter 8, 5, those who are dominated by their sinful nature think about sin things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. And that's why he addressed the same message he preached in Romans chapter 7 and in verse 23, if they can put that one up, that will blow your mind. He says, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. There's another power. God is this my wife. Then somebody said, I don't like her, your friends. Blow your friends. They're not going to marry her. I've counseled people that the family didn't want this one to marry that one. And then they had the sweetest marriages. I had to break that curse of them that was spoken and that poison that was placed in their minds. People who had great potential. And then people say they will never mount up to anything. I had to prove people wrong by the word of God. He says, this power makes me a slave. We did read it before. To the sin that is still within me. That's the war. There's a war. Say there's a war in my mind. That's what Paul was speaking about. There's a war. And that war can be conquered. Because when a devil put a thought in your mind, it's called temptation. When God puts a thought in your mind, it's inspiration. And when you put a thought in your mind, it's stupidity. Let God put some thought in your mind. Counsel people that want to do businesses, and then they tell me, and I said, where does God fit in this picture? No, 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 I, we don't have time. I said, you're doomed to fail. I said, why do you say that? I said, in the world that we live in right now, if God is not first, and you don't allow God and to be led by the Holy Spirit, not by Casper or some evil spirit or some false prophecy. Or a guy contacted me Thursday. He needs a prophetic word. He said I did contact Pastor John. He's from a Pumamalanga. That already tells you. He said, and he wants money. I said, get away from that fortune teller. And then when I go on the John guys thing, uh, major one is my spiritual father. I said, okay, that explains why you need money to abuse the word of God in people's life. You need to be led by the spirit. And family, this is the thing. Because if we are led, we are here to obey God's word. Obedience is a key. You can be so anointed if you're not obedient nullified a lot of things in your life because in 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 3 to 5 listen what it says it says though we live in the world we do not wage war as the world does the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world it's not a bazooka it's not a knife it's not a spear it's not an AK-47 it's not a Clint Eastwood make my day what you gonna win the battle we fight spiritual stuff. And I've seen demonic people so influenced by the demons. Demons use them. And that's why we need to get people free in the hour that we are in. We need to get people free. They can watch a rugby match for hours on the television. They never complain. If the service runs longer than an hour, they say, Hier, nee, er gaat nie wie die dienst nee, is op lang gebore. But you don't realize how more you can feed yourself with the word. You're going to be a rock standing. Now this is what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. He says, though we, we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. Our weapons have divine power. Say divine power. To demolish strongholds. Here the terminology. Strongholds of human reasoning. Human reasoning. And to destroy false arguments. Now there's a few things that Paul mentioned in this scripture. He says that how we fight this war. He said we have divine power. The Holy Spirit. God's power. The blood. The name. The word of God. We have faith. Come on. We have prayer. To win the war. He says to demolish strongholds. What is a stronghold? Stronghold is, I believe, a lie instead of the truth. Most people believe lies about themselves. You've made a mistake in the past. Now, people remind you and you hold on. Man, forget about that. Because the enemy wants a stronghold to tell you, you're no good. It's not going to happen. And uh, you know, I went through the whole list already. A stronghold is anything against the true knowledge of God. God said you're victorious. The stronghold you've built up. Say, I'm defeated. There's no hope. Nothing is going to happen. I'm nearly 30 years young and see where I am now. And this is how we can counsel people. Say you 30. At 30 I was that, 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 that. Yeah, but in 30 in your time was different than the time the young people. They face a lot of challenges right now, the young generation. Because everything is computer and internet and, uh, you know, games and whatever they do. We face challenges. He says to pull down, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning, to reason. Is God really there? Does God love me? Oh, I've made this mistake. In the. Uh, why does God punish me? That's all penny baloney. Stop believing. God loves you. We sang it here. God loves you. That doesn't give you permission to just do anything what you want to do. The word gives us an instruction how to do it. And the word is there to pull down that stronghold. Because then you realize when the devil comes against you, I have authority and power. When the world comes around you, I have victory. 1 John 5 over the world. When my mind is fighting, I'm renewing my mind to the word of God. I'm no longer going to think the lie. The doctor said cancer and three months. But the word of God says, I give you a long life. The doctor said, you two are married now, or you want a baby. It's not going to happen. You are barren. But God says, I can turn barrenness into fruitfulness. The world says the economy is so bad. uh, 50 rubles buys one ounce of gold now in Russia. A ruble is not worth a penny in in American money. And everybody said, oh, it's going to be scarce. The sunflower oil and that. We understand. But I'm not letting that dictate my performance in this life. To sit there in fear and say, there's another wave coming. Oh, When I went to America, they say, we heard you had covered. I said, yes. Is it the Delta or the Omicron? I said, I don't know. I didn't ask the the thing I had. What is his name? I know it's just devil. Is it Delta? Um, I said, I don't know. And then somebody said, oh, there's a new one now. I hope it's not that one you had. See, all the young people are, and that's believers. While the harvest is plentiful, people are dying. One of the boys that grew up in the church died this week. He was married with a wife and he grew up as a young boy here. Died of a heart attack. Tell you stories. This is the thing, family. You need to. My word, I need to free my mind from destructive thoughts. Because the enemy wants you to blow out your brains. He you knows how dangerous you are. You're called by God, assigned by God. Your name is written in the book of life. You have the righteousness of God on your side. And the next one is I must focus my mind. On the right things. So Gustav, how do I do it? Let me give you three things. Musicians come. You must think about Jesus. I love custard slices. For another person, it's a treat. For me, it's a devil. I can walk past Lumnos that thing I don't know where it comes from it has a long arm it does this to me while I pass it come here come here you want custard slice I know some of you who smoke who sits here your lungs are clapping clapping hands like a full biscope right now and it's head smoke oh I fucking just get I think I Those of you addicted to coffee, you say, my coffee stream has so little blood in, it's calling. You have more coffee in your blood stream than blood. I must think about Jesus. If you make a mistake, repent, get out of it, stand up and walk forward. Minister to a lady from Zimbabwe on Sunday night. She here this morning. She was e- oppressed, e- depressed, compressed. While I prayed for the Lord said this family was involved with witchcraft, with witch doctors. When I asked her the shock on her face, yes, my father. And she has fear of dying early. We break that thing over. Because, listen family, the word gives you instruction how to make it. Keep your mind on Jesus Christ, says Paul to Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.8. Hebrews chapter 12.3, new CV translation, NCV. Think about Jesus' example. He held on while wicked people were doing evil things to him. So, do not get tired and stop trying. Second thing that I must focus my mind, how do I think about others? I always look for a keyword in people's conversation. If they say, I, me, myself, this is how I feel, this is what I want, this is what I'm going to do, the I, and when I prayed, and when I give, and when I, and I think, you're selfish. Because if we have the mind of Christ, we think about others. My heart is to see the lost saved like never before. I cannot let people die and go to hell without Jesus. Hell is a reality. No, it's something in your mind. No, 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 no. Jesus spoke about that. I don't want people to be in the grip of the enemy that he can kill, steal, and destroy. Think about other people. Philippians 2, 4 Living Bible. Don't just think about your own affairs. But be interested in others too. And in what they are doing. That's why I counsel preachers and people and and, uh, officials and whoever. Because I want people not to miss the mark. You can miss the mark. That's why I cannot just be committed. I'm committed. No. If you committed, you're still in charge. Are you surrendered in what you believe? I told you I hate this town with a passion. And uh, I sat in. Gary Beard, at that time he was a legislator. And they called. They had a meeting in their home. I shared it with them when I was now with them. And I heard the Lord while waiting for the people. He said, until you marry Olya, your you're cry from them." Your Rachel can never bring the dream forth. That day I had to repent. Say, for God, forgive me for hating this town so much. I repent. From today on, I love Cry Fontaine, Lord. And I really do. I didn't before. And then God started moving. Things happened. We bought the hotel things start happening the church expand the ministry expand things happen. new people came because i had to think about others and stop thinking about myself that's why i don't like wasting food i see too much people hungry the last one think about eternity a lot of people just live for now of my path do Just think about now. They don't think about eternity. They live. If they're going to live forever on this world. No you're not going to. I'll visit Opa the Wednesday. Friday morning he was gone. Nikki was with us the Friday. The Saturday. She went back to. With Tasha to the nurses. Not knowing after midnight. She'll be gone. 11 months ago. 61 years old. 62. If I told her, I said, Nikki, Nia, That is is 34. Think about eternity. You cannot just think about yourself. Think about Jesus. And this morning, three daily choices to have a healthy mind. Feed my mind with truth. Free my mind from destructive thoughts. Focus my mind on the right things. New year this morning, I'm going to ask the people who's going to serve the table to come. Think about this. If you sit here this morning with a stronghold in your mind, Somebody said, she said, he said, they said. You're unhappy. Nothing is working out and you don't know why. We want to break every stronghold this morning. that the enemy tried to build up. Now God's never going to heal me. That's a lie from Satan, from the pit of hell. By his stripes, you were made whole. He sent his word. To heal you from all the diseases. Well, I was born poor. I'm going to die poor. No, it's unbiblical. My God wants to supply all of my needs. According to his riches. In glory through Christ Jesus. I feel so alone that I'm fighting this battle. No, if God is for you. He gave a promise. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's with you. He's for you. He loves you. Well, we're never going to have anything. No, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. I'm just quoting scripture through Christ Jesus, Philippians 4.19. Oh, the Lord ever save my children. Yes. So for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believed in him will be saved. He wants to save. He wants to set free. What lie did somebody put in your mind? What does the what does the enemy tell you in your battle? Suffer with depression. Oppression. And you will see many times people that need this kind of message. They plan to come to service. That morning they don't come because the enemy doesn't want them to hear it. Because hearing the truth will set you free. But this morning in this building, if you battle with a stronghold, something happened or you feel God is not for you, we're going to break that thing. You're going to pull it down. You're going to replace the lie with truth. And the hand of God will set captives free this morning. God is raising up a Gideon's army that can move in greatness and with power. If you're that person this morning that say, Gustav, I battle at night during times with, and it's normal, 100% of the audience normal, stand up and say, I want this battle that I'm facing, in my mind, to be pulled out. There was a prayer line and the guy came out and he said, Pastor said, what can I pray for you? He said, pray for my hearing. Maybe you've heard it. And he put his fingers in his ear and he said, Your deaf devil, I rebuke you. Come out in Jesus' name. And he asked the guy, he said, how's your hearing? He said, no, it's Tuesday in Belleville Court. Okay, you got it now. So we want to pull down the stronghold of the enemy. You phenomenal, lovey. The hand of God's upon you. Things that seems it's not going in the direction it's supposed to. Let's see how God's going to change things. I call out that voice of you that can release a sound of victory, of singing of the potential and capacity you have and this morning everything, every lie that the enemy said I cancel it, we replace it with truth, you are victorious you are an overcomer, God's going to do it, every person that says, I want every stronghold to be pulled down in my mind will you stand with me right now simendo shtimandi Jesus, maybe you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. This morning you say, I heard the word. I'm not asking if you're a church member, a church goer. I asked you, know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you would die today, would you live in with him? Pastor Craig Meisheimer passed away. Friday morning at 3 a.m. I was there with his wife uh, Friday Friday morning I never thought he's going to pass not one of us carry the guarantee that we're going to see tomorrow it's the grace of God now if you don't know Jesus just wave your hand that we can pray with you everybody know Jesus if you would die today you're going to live in with him awesome now it was not that night when Jesus was betrayed that he took the cup and he said this cup is the the new covenant the new covenant the new covenant he first took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body. If you have the symbol of his body, share it with somebody. Share a piece with somebody that we're part of a family, that we one, we're part of each other. said this is my body what sickness you face what disease we come against we will have the mind of christ because we're going to feed our minds with truth free our mind from destructive thoughts we're going to focus our minds by saying the blood has never lost its power somebody say thank you for the blood thank you for your blood this morning Jesus and we honor you for the blood we thank you for the word that is truth and we say thank you Jesus by his stripes I have been made whole and healed say my family will serve the Lord then he took the cup after the meal and he said this is the My blood, the covenant from the New Testament. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are reminded, remember, His death, His burial, and His resurrection. And it was for you. We say thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for every person this morning that are standing that say, i pull down strongholds in my mind. I replace every lie with truth. What's your name, lovey? I break this thing over you. I break this bondage over you that the enemy and the thing that where you are right now, I loose you. I command you to loose her right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I speak life over her. And I say, devil, you will have no longer authority over her mind. We pull down that thing. Touch her and anoint her right now. And there it goes in the mighty name of Jesus, the living Christ. We pull down every lie of the enemy. That said, you're not going to be victorious. You're not going to overcome. You're not going to make it in this life. In the mighty name of Jesus, and we thank you right now. Lady there, lobby the hand of the Lord's upon you this morning. Maybe it's strange what you see and experience, but God wants to do such a great work on the inside of you. Are you two married together? Join hands. God's doing something new in this relationship. Brand new. The Lord said there's certain things that I'm healing out of the past. Hurts and disappointments of life. You're going to see how you're going to soar up. What I see is like an eagle getting ready to soar up in the heights and stretch its wings and wait for the wind. And it's going to be the wind of the Spirit of the Lord that's going to lift you up to higher heights but love especially you I see God the fight in your mind it's stopping you're going to break through Breakthrough of God's going to do some amazing things in people connected to your family members you're going to see what God's going to do because never believe the lie of the enemy to tell you anything except I don't know you I don't know stuff of you telling you by the word of the Lord as I don't know about her stuff. This is not fortune telling. This is the word of knowledge, word of wisdom. But God's gonna do it. Will you just lay your hands softly on her at the back and brother Ash on the young man. Father, I thank you for this couple. Thank you for the anointing upon them. Thank you for breakthrough. I see business in this young man's life and I call in business to excel and to be greater and I even speaking resurrection power and life over them right now I thank you Lord turning any barrenness into fruitfulness in the mighty name of Jesus the living Christ and we honor you for that in Jesus name are you blessed this morning are you blessed say I have the mind of Christ say I am what the word says I am I can do what the word says I can do will achieve what the Word says I will achieve. And I can have what the Word says I can have. I am not under the curse anymore. I am free. Hallelujah. Because I feed my mind with the truth of the Word of God. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Are you blessed this morning? Pastor Tasha pray for us. Amen. Don't miss tonight 6 o'clock. Miracle signs and wonders tell somebody bring somebody and we are excited father God we just pray this morning We pray that this word that went out this morning will not return to you void But it will do exactly what it needs to do father Thank you that we have the mind of Christ father God and thank you that our mind is connected to you lord Lord and I pray for each and every one that is here this morning as they leave and exit those doors They are entering into their mission field father you have called us to make a difference to be the difference and to bring the difference in Jesus mighty name I pray amen and amen God bless you and keep you and surround you amen